Welcome back to the T. Druff of Film Buff podcast, episode 43, I believe, uh, here on February 17th, 2020. We are coming up on the anniversary of me starting this podcast, what was it, April 15th, I believe? So less than two months now from the so-called anniversary, and I believe we'll be close to the 50th episode by that point uh, as well. So I'm going to see what I do for the 50th. I think for the 25th episode, I did nothing special. For the 20th episode, yeah, I did the top 20 actors to watch out for. That was back in August. I I remember that one. Um, We'll probably do some sort of list as we are actually going to do as well today. First things uh, first, I mean, there's plenty of news that I could talk about, like Rick Moranis coming back uh, to the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise, Mark Ruffalo being attached to or supposedly being eyed to play a lead role in the Parasite series that I think dropped right after I did the episode last week. Um, That is very interesting. That was a Collider exclusive. Um, Just plenty plenty of things I could be talking about, but what, what else would I start the Monday after All-Star Weekend, talking about other than the All-Star Game itself and the rest of the weekend. That is because NBA All-Star Weekend is is simply the best All-Star festivities of any sport. It just is. The Pro Bowl sucks. I don't watch any of the NHL stuff. MLB stuff is fun. But the game itself, the MLB game itself, it's, it's just there's too many subs and sub, I mean it just kind of gets like more of a they're managing people's egos at that point whereas the NBA All-Star game to me is like they're just putting on a show for the fans and then you know apparently last night a little bit more interest than the normal um, with how the game ended but I didn't watch any of the, the Friday festivities with the celebrity uh, contest although sometimes I tune into that and I didn't watch the rookie sophomore game now named the what rising stars challenge um world versus usa or whatever but uh, i did watch all of saturday's activities the skills competition was fun you had bam Adebayo winning that uh three-point competition um you had what buddy healed winning that on a game winning shot that was pretty that was pretty sick uh, you don't see that every every year normally it's like you have a couple guys that are come out firing uh plenty of, of the others you yeah, have like 15 to 20 like serviceable but nothing you should see in a three-point competition and then they added the the new mountain dew shot this year which was probably unnecessary but um certainly added some flavor to it uh pun intended but uh that final showdown uh, what was it between devin booker and buddy heel that was great um, and to be fair, the dunk contest has always been the best. And I think in recent years, people have kind of taken to the three-point shootout because of the way the NBA has changed, uh, the way it's just pretty much become a three-point shooting game. Like You have guys like LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan who continue to just shoot mid-range twos when... In reality, the, the benefit of, of, of the game is, is certainly, certainly in three-point shooting. 
Um, but you have the dunk contest coming in last, of course, because that is that that they put their best foot forward at at the end. Uh, so they leave you wanting more, and boy, did it not disappoint. Uh, you know, Dwight Howard came back. It was this whole spiel. Like, I thought that was going to be a much bigger deal than it ended up being. Of course, he brought out the Superman cape. His dunks were just okay. Um, I think if that was the first time we saw him in a dunk contest, that would have been really cool. But, I, I mean, it, it was nothing nothing really special. Pat Connaughton, my guy uh, from Notre Dame there, he had some fantastic dunks, actually. Both of his dunks were very good, um, but, you know, they weren't going to draw 50s. Although that one that he uh, hit off the backboard, he did get a 50. But it just wasn't going to be enough because Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon uh, were, of course, I mean, absolutely killing it with their dunks. A couple of dunks seemed a little bit repetitive at times, Um you know, and, and of course, people, including myself, were rooting for Aaron Gordon to redeem uh, himself after being gypped from what two, maybe two different contests. I, I don't know if he would have won that first one against Levine. Or was it the second one that he got? I can't remember which one was which, but they had like two of the greatest dunk competitions ever with him and Zach Levine, um, and and this was up there as well. I certainly thought Aaron Gordon was robbed, and I think from seeing Worldwide Wob's video on Twitter, I think we know who is the culprit there. Dwayne Wade himself, the Chicagoan. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was any reason for him to be judging when just last year he was teammates with the eventual winner. So a little bit of conflict of interest there, but what are you going to do? But the All-Star game itself, with the new rules they had, all all of the – the Kobe uh, montages and, and the homages that they had throughout the, the weekend were great. Um, but the new rules in the in the actual game itself, I thought I was going to hate them. Like The idea that each quarter is its own game is, is kind of interesting because you have the whole charity element to it. Um, and at least they were keeping track of the actual score, um, total score, because you know the way they, they had it where – Whatever your score is at the end of the third quarter, if you're in the lead, you just need to score 24 points, and the team that's not in the lead needs to score 24 points plus whatever they're down uh, in that quarter to win the game. I love the idea that a game-winning shot needs to win the game, uh, but I also hate that it ended in a free throw, and I think Anthony Davis would agree with that. He said he missed the first one on purpose to build suspense. Uh, so I, I, I kind of, I mean, that part of it was a little bit of a letdown, but the game itself, especially the fourth quarter, was absolutely thrilling, uh, and, and it needs to, the, the rule changes need to stay the same, except for the fact that you can't win on a free throw. Um, and I tweeted it out. Maybe there's some sort of caveat they can put in there where if you do win on a free throw, then you have to do a prove-it free throw, and if you miss that prove-it free throw, uh, then you go down like three points or something like that, like you would in 21. Um, like if it's a pickup game. If they want to make it seem like a pickup game, something like that may may add to it. Otherwise, just have them where you can't uh, end on a free throw. Um, the intentional foul things may hurt them. Um, but let's say you do foul somebody, they, they, uh, they just get the ball back. Instead of shooting free throws, they just continue to get the ball back. Uh, so, that I mean, that would kind of solve things. Even if it's a shooting foul, maybe they – they just get the ball back. I don't know. 
Um, but this episode is going to focus on superhero suits in movies because none other than Bobby Batts himself, Robert Pattinson, was revealed in the Batsuit last Friday by Matt Reeves uh, in kind of like a hauntingly dark one-minute video um, in like tinted red with the, the new score, the new Michael Giacchino score in the background, which I thought sounded pretty dang great and unique. Um, a little bit, it had the flavor, a little bit of the, the Junkie XL Batman theme, but but um, certainly a little bit you know, more flavor, if you will, more sweatiness, if you will, with uh, the homage to John Schnepp. Uh, but let's move on to kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of the actual Bobby Bat suit instead of the, the music and the way, you know, the actual video was shot because it, it was a very cinematic... They're trying to tease you and they're trying to get you pumped, unlike, you know, what Zack Snyder did when he initially released the photo of Bat... Bat I was about to say Batfleck. When Ben Affleck is Batman in 2014, May of 2014, I believe, uh, a couple of years before BVS where he was just standing right next to the Batmobile, which is awesome. Um, but this was a little bit more cinematic. I kind of liked it. It was a, like armored. Like ben Affleck's suit it, it is incredible, and we're going to get to that later. It is incredible because it, it, it has that like the same material as the Superman suit, um, but he's just so goddamn buff that it looks like he's almost armored, even though he's not. Uh and you can make the case that that's the most quintessential Batman suit. But we will get to that later on. But the reason why the Bat, uh, the Battinson suit is so cool uh, is people are, are pointing out this online. I hope this is true. I hope it's not just some fan-made-up theory uh, that the logo, uh, the Bat logo in the middle of his chest is actually made out of uh, the gun that killed his parents um, the pieces of the gun that killed his parents by Joe Chill. Uh, and I thought that was just such a unique addition to the Batman lore that I just, I mean, I really hope that that's true. I, I hope to God that Matt Reeves uh, isn't just looking online like, oh, shoot, that might have been a much better way uh, to do the suit instead of just having it be like a really cool story element that he's using the gun that essentially made him and killed his parents to protect himself uh, and to strike fear in others. That is amazing. I can't tell you how much I love that. Um, the actual like chest protector armor look of it looked fine. It looked very much like the Arkham suit, um, I believe. It's not the original Arkham uh, Asylum suit because that doesn't have much armor to it. Maybe it does a little bit, but it, it looked almost like the Arkham Origins, even Arkham Knight suit. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. I always prefer the bigger logo, though. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, and I wasn't... I, okay, bigger logo as in just... It covers more of the chest, not... That not like the bat logo on the bat flex suit that's like thick like that's the dark knight returns logo it looks fine for what it is but it, I, I prefer the skinnier bat but it covers more of the chest uh, if that makes any sense not i mean this is like nitty-gritty like 
nitpicking stuff, but you know, it's worth mentioning. Um, the shoulder pads, they kind of like rotate or whatever when the camera pans around them. Uh, the, the cowl looks a little stitched together. I wish we saw the full look of the ears because it's always that question. Do they go long ears? Do they go short ears? I'm guessing they'll do the short ears kind of like in Dark Knight. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, I wish we I just wish we would have seen the full look, but I get why they did it like this. Um, it's more of a tease. Uh, and, of course... Battenson's got a great jawline, so he's gonna he's gonna look good in that bad suit. I'm certain of that. How are they gonna do the voice though? I mean, that's that's a question you always have to answer. You always have to ask, I should say. I mean, how are they are they gonna do it full modulated like Batfleck, or are they gonna do it, you know, organic like how Christian Bale made his voice? I don't know. I, I can't wait to see what they do. But let's go into my top ten superhero costumes in movies ever. So as you're gonna see, this doesn't include villains. It doesn't. I mean, just it won't include uh, Harley Quinn. If you if you're looking for that, it won't include Harley Quinn. But they're pretty much strictly, and maybe aside from one of them, strictly superheroes. Maybe one of them's an antihero if that's a tease. Um, and of course, you can have a repeat of character more than once as I do a couple of times on this list. So we will get to it. Coming in at number 15 for me. Of course, I said top 10, and I listed 15. So technically, the 10 are the top 10, but we're going to go 15 to 10, and then at the end, I'll give you honorable mentions. So this is technically top 15 superhero superhero movie costumes. Favorites, you know, not necessarily the best. Um, Favorites. We're going favorites. You could say the best as well, but we're going favorites. Number 15 is the Mark III Iron Man costume. So for me, this is this is technically the one that is in the original uh, Iron Man film. It's like the one he uses towards the end. Uh, now, it, it's, it's actually, I mean, it's not my favorite Iron Man suit, as you're going to see. Um, I think it's almost a little overrated. It's it's kind of on the list because it's a like, formality to be on the list. You know? I, I mean, I, I don't... It, it's cool because it's the one you think of when you think of the original Iron Man film. And I think it is the only one that's actually practical where he does, in fact, wear it while walking around while they were filming it. Um, so that's always, you know, interesting to think about. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing really much more to say. It's just, what are you going to do? Um, I had to put it on the list. It, it just had to. Uh, all right, we're going to number 14, and that is Black Widow uh, from Age of Ultron. So the thing, I do have another Black Widow above this. It's not my favorite Black Widow suit. But I, I love that she has, and I kind of include the her little throwing things, uh, whatever you call it. The thing that Daredevil has, too. The brain's not working today. It's Monday. Why do I record the podcast on Monday? I don't know. But I do. Uh, but no, I love that it has like the blue streaks in, in the outfit. Um, again, not much different than her other suits. But it always just looked cool to me, especially that trailer shot um, of her kind of spreading her 
batons, I guess you want to call them, uh, and about to throw them. Like, that was always cool to me. Um, so, yeah, we're going Black Widow, Age of Ultron. It's probably the most, you know, expendable of the 15, um, but, you know, we're going with it. A surprise pick at number 13 for me is Shuri, actually, from Black Panther. I love, I love the suit uh, they give Shuri. And, and I'm almost kind of, again, like I included uh, Black Widow's batons, I'm kind of including the whole Shuri look for this. Like, the, the makeup, the hair, um, her, her, like, mini gauntlet things that she has that shoot the little lasers out, uh, the entire design of the suit. I can't remember if, if Black Panther won costume design for Oscars, but uh, it, it is certainly one of the best suits uh, the entire MCU, and and it, and it further expands that in Infinity War as well. Um, but you just had to give the nod to, to her and Black Panther because that was the first time we were introduced to it. And I really do love that whole suit. I have a, I have a Funko Pop of it. What can I say? Um, all right, number 12. It's the second Iron Man addition to this list, and that is the Iron Man, I believe it's 42, Mark 42, uh, from Iron Man 3. That's like the mostly tan uh, Iron Man and, and and like red sides to it. So like the, the chest, the legs are mostly tan. The red is the background color. I just always thought that looked so cool and different than the previous iterations of the suit. Um, and I remember being so excited to see that on screen when I was watching the trailers for Iron Man 3. So that was probably, for a long time, I should say, that was my favorite uh, Iron Man suit. Number 11, I have Spider-Man from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So so the thing about this, I, I get it. I get it. The movie, you know, the, the, like I've said so many times before, there has not been a great Spider-Man film. I think at the time, I really did believe the first and second Spider-Man films uh, with Tobey Maguire were great. I don't think they've aged as well. Uh, as as we all would have hoped um but i have a special place in my heart for that version of spider-man um and and even that suit but but the reason why the amazing spider-man's two suit makes it on because i thought this was the this was the one that looked coolest or most cool uh in the daytime i love the shot of, of andrew garfield flying and swinging and all over the place uh in new york city with the white eyes, with the reflection of New York in the background, uh, the lines, I should say the webs within the suit, really, uh, they pop in this suit very well. Um, and, and to me, there hasn't been a great Spider-Man suit since. I think we're going to get into you know some of the Tom Holland stuff and the honorable mentions, but no Tom Holland suit makes my list. The Iron Spider's cool. His homecoming suit is cool. The new stuff in, in Far From Home is cool. But it, it's always been based in Iron Man's technology, and I, I always enjoyed the Spider-Man suits when they were made from Peter Parker or when it was just more organic feeling and not given to him based on technology, if that makes any sense. But I really love the Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit. Perhaps I don't love it as much, as, as a different Spider-Man because the movie's just not as good. Um, but anyway, moving on. Number 10 is Black Widow from Winter Soldier. This is easily the best Black Widow version we've had on screen, right? 
So again, I include the hair and and everything you can see within the costume here. And I even like the, the undercover look that she has in this film uh, too. But uh, this suit, I always just picture that poster that they had with her in the background, the two guns, the hair is waving, the suit looks incredible. Uh, it, it just it look it just looks more polished, if you will, overall than than the suit did in the first Avengers movie. Much the same as the way Captain America's suit just didn't feel polished and 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 fit to form in the first Avengers movie. Not the first Avenger, the first Avengers movie. Uh, and then it looked so much better in Winter Soldier. Well, that's the same with with Black Widow here. Uh, completely the same. And, and again, the look of her actual suit's very generic. It's like, uh, you know, you may think, why, why is there no X-Men on this list? Well, because all X-Men suits are very generic. And I get that that's, that's an argument you can make with Black Widow and her suit, but to me, it's it, that's the best Black Widow we have. It just is. Number nine is, quite simply, Deadpool in Deadpool. So, this... I mean, I knew right when I was thinking about making this list, Deadpool was going to make the list. It's the most com- It might be the most comic-accurate suit uh, in film history, or in superhero movie history, uh, other than one we have coming up. But, and you could actually say that it is. Maybe it is. I'd have to think about it more. Um, but they found a way to, to fit the slots for all the guns, uh, the swords, the eyes and how it, they move when he talks and his mouth. I mean, it's so freaking perfect. Uh, and, and just the way the suit kind of evolves throughout the film and even like when he gets his hand cut off and, and his hand's growing back and then when he forgets the guns in the, in the later scene, um, I just love the way he, he, he just uses that suit uh, and the red and black. It just it works so freaking perfectly. It just does. So I'm going with Deadpool number nine. Number eight, I have the Iron Man Mark 50, I believe is what the title is from Infinity War. This is when he had all the nanotech, and it was just so damn cool. I could I could probably put this one even higher uh, as it go as the years go on. I just feel like the other ones above this kind of stuck with me more. Um, but man, oh man, I, I love the Mark 50. Uh, just immediately when he gets out of that that room with Doctor Strange and, and Hulk, and he's like, no, no, no I got this. Uh, and he just presses the button on his hand, his entire body becomes the suit. I mean, why it hadn't happened at that point, I guess they were kind of waiting until the last couple movies down he was in, but nanotech version of, of Iron Man's suit, that's freaking great. Uh, number seven is Spider-Man from Spider-Man 2. I think he pretty much wears the same... Uh, you know, suit as he did in the first one. But I just put Spider-Man 2 because I think that's ultimately the better movie. The thing I really like about the old Spider-Man suits with Tobey Maguire, and, you know, I I like the golden eyes. I like the the red spider on the back. Um, But the thing I really, really like is how the suit, it had this, like, vulnerable sense to it. Like, he was always getting his mask ripped off and pieces of his, his, his body, like, ripped uh, I don't feel like that's happened as much with Tom Holland. I don't know. It, it always seemed more real when he was in those fights. It felt like he could actually die. I don't know if I've really felt that yet with Tom Holland. Um, it just felt peril more. Uh, and, and 
again, the way the web pops on this suit as well is, is really great. Um, so, I don't know. I'm going with Spider-Man 2 there. Number six, I have Wonder Woman from Wonder Woman. Of course, I could have chosen her suit in uh, BVS. Uh, it, it's a good suit, but I do feel like that when the colors pop in more in, in the Wonder Woman film, that's that's when things, you know, that that's when things are much better. Like when she's in the trenches, uh, and it's such a gray, uh, you know, undertone to the entire scene in the film. And then her suit, she takes off that coat and her suit with the red and the gold and the blue. So it's powerful. And with the, with the crown as well. Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 so great. Uh, I do like the BVS suit. Don't get me wrong. It's not that much of a change. Just the coloring, it, it, it adds to it a lot. So uh, I'm taking Wonder Woman from the 2017 Wonder Woman film. Number five is Captain America from the first Avenger. This is like his his war suit. So again, not the first Avengers movie, the first Avenger, a.k.a. the first Captain America movie. He kind of wears it again in Winter Soldier, um, which was great, but but it, it just works so well in the war. Uh, and the blue pops just enough um, to not overpower anything that's happening in the scene, but to make you really notice uh, that blue, red, and white feel of Captain America's suit um, in, in the first Avengers. So, number four, I have Batman from BVS. Like I was saying, this could be the most comic accurate suit and really the most comic accurate Batman we've ever had. Um, I was actually just looking at a picture of it uh, alongside Wonder Woman. And, I mean, that logo is so massive. You have just how ripped Ben Affleck is, but also the suit makes him look more ripped, even though it still doesn't look like he, in fact, is like, the the suit is faking how ripped he is, if that makes any sense. Uh, his chin works really well with, with the actual suit. The cape is great. Uh, and I love that it's gray and not completely black. Like, that's great. I mean, it really great stuff. I love the big belt as well. The belt on an upcoming Batman suit that I have on the list is great. Just the big belt I prefer. It's just so funny. I'm making a list. I'm talking about belts. Like, I mean, what is this? Uh, number three, I have Captain America from Age of Ultron. So not even my favorite Captain America performance or favorite Avengers movie. It's my third favorite Avengers movie. Um, but that Captain America suit, it, it blended the perfect old school, uh, you know, look with the stripes, uh, like where the abs are. Um, but at the same time, it it had it the, the red popped more along the star and in the shoulders with the Avenger A of course because he's leading the Avengers at this point, um, and yeah I mean the, the mask is pretty much the same the helmet uh, and the pants are pretty much the same the belt but it's just the way the colors pop more uh, and it, and it really worked alongside the other Avengers in this movie you felt that he was the the center of everything and of course those colors start to gray a little bit down as as the movies go on so that's Captain America in Age of Ultron number two you could pretty much probably guess what my top two are at this point but number two is is certainly Henry Cavill's Superman in Man of Steel uh yeah what the only thing that's missing is is the um is the yellow s on, on the the cape come on I mean how great and accurate and just the texture of it you want you want to just 
feel that texture of that suit uh, again. And Cavill's ripped. It looks great. He looks great in the suit. I love the, the things that are long, like the uh, the abs and the hips, the line that goes up from, from the, the hip area to the shoulder. Uh, it's like black. That kind of accentuates how dark the blue is in a way. Uh, I love the, the very faint yellow behind the red S. Uh, the cape is great. I'm pretty sure it's mostly CGI. Uh, of course, you could have used the yellow S. Do we need it? No, but it, it, it would have been nice. Uh, number one, who else would it be but Batman himself from The Dark Knight? Uh, I personally just love how tactical the suit was. And that includes everything he gets from the belt. I love that he can actually finally turn his neck in a movie. Uh, I wonder if Bobby Bats would be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I get that people don't really like this suit as much because the the, the logo, it kind of fades in the background. You can't even see the, the bat on his suit. Uh, the ears and the, and the eyebrows uh, area, it just it makes him look constantly intimidating. Uh, and I really, really love that. And even the belt and, and the, you know, the armor that he has on it and his forearms is great. Um, and I really, okay, this is, if it was ever going to cosplay as a Batman, it would be this one. I love the pants and the boots, of course. Do I love everything? Yes, I love freaking everything. But yeah, so we're going with Batman at number one. But that basically concludes the list. I mean, some honorable mentions I had, like Falcon from Civil War was great. Both Vision costumes that you get in the movies are great. Uh, Wasp surprisingly surprisingly made this this list of honorable mentions. I thought her suit in Ant Man and the Wasp was really cool. Uh, Mara from Aquaman for obvious reasons. Captain Marvel from Captain Marvel, another surprise one here. Um, yeah, I mean that suit is really great. The movie sucks, uh, but the suit is pretty comic accurate, and it, it's it's awesome to see. You know, when people cosplay as that, it just it looks really really well done. Uh, Catwoman from The Dark Knight Rises, you know, it's basic. Um, but that's what fit the Nolan trilogy at the time. Uh, the Iron Man from Avengers, uh, you know, with the classic triangle in the center of it. Uh, Flash from Justice League. I kind of love how it's armored, but I also kind of don't like it. I have a love-hate relationship with that Flash suit. Uh, Aquaman from Justice League and Aquaman, of course. It's, it's pretty great that they changed it enough uh, to still feel it, it. It made it feel like it was comic accurate, but at the same time, it, it felt original. Uh... Everyone from the Guardians and, and X-Men, like, they just don't have... Those are just too generic of suits. Like, what am I going to put Peter Quill on there for having, like, a purple coat? I don't know. There's nothing really special about that suit at all. Uh, but that kind of makes the character better, if that makes any sense. Again, Harley Quinn's not a superhero. She's not going to make this list. She would have if I would have included comic suits overall in movies. Uh, Shazam's suit is surprisingly great. Uh, and, of course, Black Panther from Black Panther and Civil War had a fantastic suit um and the way that suit is used really accentuates the action but that is going to do it for episode 43 of the t-draft the film buff podcast we will talk to you next time go out and see birds of prey nobody's seen birds of prey go out and see birds of prey have a birds of prey filled weekend